0: Welcome to La Mezcla Latina, where we discuss all things music, culture, career, and lifestyle regarding the Latinx community. I'm your host, Dominica, and I can't wait to chat in this week's episode. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn more about La Mezcla Más Hi, everyone. Welcome back to La Mezcla Latina. Today, I'm joined by Sandra Lucia. I'm so excited to talk to you. So just a brief background. I found you through Instagram. Like I just saw your work and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then I clicked on your profile and I saw that you were from DC and I'm from the DC area as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to her. So I'm just going to read a little portion of your bio and then um, you can kind of give everyone more of a background because you do such great work. So you are Colombian, you're a Colombian fashion illustrator who has collaborated with brands such as Chanel, Carolina Herrera, Guess, Saks, Estee Lauder, and many more. And she, has also created fashion illustrations and has been featured by fashion designers and media companies such as, I'm going to butcher all of these, but I know, (laughs) I know Fears by Me Too, Bold Latina and Latina approved. And I know there's more. And now you work for Amazon and you you do, you do so much. You have your own business. So do you want to give more of an in-depth explanation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I thank you for having me on this interview this podcast. I'm super excited to be with you. Uh so basically I my whole life I've loved fashion illustration ever since I was a kid. Um I would always, you know, when I was hanging out in the supermarket with my mom would hang out and just look at the Vogues and the the bazaars that were just chilling um in the checkout counter and I just always loved to draw and I always loved illustration. And so the great thing is um I was able to go to a art magnet middle and high school so I got the foundation of what it is to be a designer and illustrator um, very early in my career and I was so lucky because I don't know if uh, these art magnet programs still exist especially right now with the pandemic right so yeah I've been very for me it's always been part of kind of like second nature to draw and doodle in class (laughs) So I, you know, I decided to kind of go for it. And and I studied at um, Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota Illustration. And during my junior year, I went to New York and I entered for a big art rep, um, a representative that rep- represents illustrators called Richard Solomon. And so that journey took me to meet one of my illustration heroes. So when I was a kid, uh, a teenager, with my best friends, Paula and Sandra, we would always be looking at Cosmo Girl and all the quizzes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So one of the quizzes was done, the illustrations for the quiz was done by a really amazing illustrator called Marcos Chen. And Richard Solomon introduced me to Marcos. And so the person that kind of really influenced me to become an illustrator, I was able to meet them and have sushi. Wow. And this Colombiana had never had sushi before. <laughs> You're like, but I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> well, I'm going to eat it because my hair is right in front of me. Right. So it was. it was a very, it was a very like, like life-changing experience because he looked at my work and he saw that I was doing things that were a little bit like trendy for that um, era where a lot of people were doing like these ugly doodles back then. And then he looked at my other sketchbook. He's like, girl, you can draw. So keep drawing. Don't, don't try to mimic somebody else's style to fit in. And I think that was the biggest thing, like being able to be myself be my Colombian crazy colorful self and not feel like I have to box myself in to look like a professional or look like a certain person to be hired by you know certain brands to to illustrate I feel like being at least for me being Latina and being the way I am is I think is an advantage because I feel like I could bring a lot of the things I learned as a child growing up in my grandfather's farm, Mm -hmm. like the colors, the textures, like all of these things, like kind of narrate what I do today. Like my illustrations are always full of rich color and texture. And lately I've been focusing just on illustrating women of color that inspire me and that uplift me. So Yeah, that segues
0: right into my one question that I had for you. How do you think your background kind of made you stand out from the rest? Because I feel like one thing that makes us unique in any field that we are is that we are Latino. And like you said, you know, your grandpa's farm and all the textures and everything. And like, I personally, I think that when we're Latinos, we have this perspective that's a little more broad than some other people might, might not have. So do you think it, I mean, obviously it's been an advantage to you, but how has has that shaped your passions?
1: I think I, the biggest thing is that, um, I come from nothing. Like my grandfather was a poor farmer who was an orphan at two years old, raised 12 children, And my mom decided to come to the United States to give me a better future and seeing her hustle, make arepas and like doing the things that we had to do, like clean houses to get me to go to school, to have an education. Like, I feel like I, I gain hustle, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially from my mom, like Latinas, like kid hustle, like no other. You're going to get it done. Yep. You're going to get it done. Yep. (laughs) And
0: that's crazy because I feel like also, I don't know, I mean, it sounds like your family was very supportive, but in any, in any, (laughs) in like a lot of fields, I feel like parents want you to, I talk about this all the time. They want you to go be the doctor, be the
1: architecture whatever. Do you, did you ever get that backlash from your
0: family? Yeah
1: absolutely uh so um my dad wanted me to be an architect so when I told him that I was going to design in architecture senior high he was like oh okay she's gonna go be an architect but my first drafting class I got a d (laughs) like I failed so bad because I hate math yeah I cannot construct a house that anybody can live in except for ants because (laughs) I'm just terrible at scaling and proportions when it comes to all of that all those details and my mom she's always been very supportive like my mom's always been like you do what you want to do but you have to be the best yes yes no matter what you do it doesn't matter what you do but as long as you're the best and so her like she's always been like you know, exhibiting my art to all of the people that come over to <laughs> look over here, look over there. Mira, look at Pinto Sandra. And I'm like, oh no, that was from like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh man. Like, let me let me paint something better for you. Um, but look at the situation we're in right now during this pandemic. If we were doctors or nurses or you know, lawyers and all this stuff, like look at all the craziness that doctors and nurses have had to go through during this pandemic to survive and like if you're not passionate about being that specific career then it's not going to be worth it exactly you know exactly. to risk your life so and I think that's like my parents are kind of realize that um and it's it's hard it's really hard to get them to see the other side of things because the world that they live in when they were our age, was hundred percent completely different. So different, yep. No, it. I mean, my parents are super old, old school. Like they don't, they don't know how to use a computer. They don't know how to use the internet. The only thing that they know how to use is WhatsApp to send me the most horrendous looking design memes of all time of like little cats praying with the rosary with the plane Yeah, (laughs) and the videos like all they know how to do is forward through whatsapp but now that they see that you know even when like i was working with chanel or dbf like my dad was very hesitant of me like dropping my design career to follow my passion. And it wasn't until last year uh, where I was laid off from my job from Amazon that I realized that no job is safe. Mm-hmm. No matter what they tell you, even, you know, nurses, doctors, lawyers, anybody can cut you at any moment's time. So I wanted to just build my own business and figure out how to do what I love to do every day and really, empower and uplift my community like giving back by making sure that they know that they're represented by one of the best illustrators yeah and I guess that just leads to the next question what so that's kind of what drove you
0: to start your own business right but what is the mission behind your 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 business and kind of what do you want people to you know take from that when they see your work and what
1: what yeah what is available for them I want them to be inspired. Like everybody that I've drawn in the last, like, I would say the last six months have been women of color that have completely inspired, pushed me and motivated me. Like when I was a young girl, I would be belting out singing Selena songs like crazy. Like I like Selena was always playing my walkman this man like i i was just obsessed with her and like to see somebody that looks like me that is comes from the same background where she is a daughter of immigrants is completely inspiring because then you see yourself and you see how far she's gone and how far you could go so for me it's really the work that i do the illustrations that i do or to empower other Latinas and women of color to see how incredible they are. Even when it when there's like a, a, a terrible, crazy day, and you just look up and you have an art wall and you see these portraits of my illustrations, like I get DMs saying like you, the way you illustrate people is like you bring them to life and you have them kind of. It's like having the person in your home. So if, for me, that's a, the biggest compliment because I honestly, I think I'm okay and I still have a lot of work to do. But the thing is like being able to illustrate, especially right now, my my focus has been the graduation card. Yeah. I have never seen any graduation cards for Latinas that remotely look like anything that I'm offering. Yeah. And it's sad because like there is a huge lack of diversity in pretty much every field that I've ever worked in. It's very white. It's very, you know, centric to a specific customer. And this, you know, the United States is made up of immigrants. So it's like really thinking about how can I take what I know how to do, and do a good service for my community how can i include and and kind of uplift especially graduates that had to like work through this pandemic and that were how to graduate a masters or a doctorate or a phd through Zoom University right. and tried to like get everything through. Uh, and 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 last year, some of them didn't even get to walk. Like I everybody, know. so heartbreaking. Yeah. So the other thing is just like seeing how inspiring these women are like I sometimes ask if I could know a little bit more about the graduate student if it's like a parent or like a sister that's getting the card like I want to know a little bit more about their story and ask them obviously for the permission to feature them and these women are so inspiring and strong like I just it, it gives me chills to think of all the Latinas that are going to keep rising up and continuously rise up to bring other Latinas up um, in every industry. And I think that's the biggest thing that you have to give back and you have to know where you, you come from. You can never forget where you're from and don't let, you know, all the hatred and all the crap that happened last year. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to even get to what we (laughs) talk about that, but like, don't let anybody tell you that you have to assimilate, that you have to only speak English. If you want to speak Spanish, speak Spanish. If you want to like own your culture, own your culture. Yeah. Uh, there was a video that circulated a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days ago, actually, of like a young Mexican student who was going to get his diploma, but he was wearing a flag mm-hmm. and they didn't hand him his diploma because he was wearing the Mexican flag. I did not like, see to that. Me, that to me, that is so like disrespectful. If, if, if people here in this country want to forget their culture, They want to abandon their culture or or their true identity don't punish people that don't want to, Yeah, you know, don't punish people that are proud to be where from where they're from. It's a choice. Right. And some people are exactly like,
0: just like you can be proud of the United States. You should still be proud of your own home country.
1: Absolutely. So I hope that explains it a little bit. No.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think one thing that I really loved about your cards is that, you know, when you work with a brand, you have to think about their brand voice and how you can bring their, their like brand identity to life. And I think with you, you're working with so many people, they're like a brand and, and in those messages, you're bringing that story alive, which I think is so awesome. And like you said, when you go and look at these cards, it's one, it's not only just like whitewashed in terms of yeah. the people that you look at, but also the messaging, you know, like where is a card that's cracking a Hispanic joke, you know, like and a, no reference. Exactly. Never. So I think that's really awesome that you're doing that with your business.
1: Yeah. It's something that I've, I think I wouldn't have been able to do unless I went through, living in seattle because i lived in miami for 30 years and then i moved to seattle to work for amazon and for the first time i felt like other or minority because i've never experienced like microaggressions at work in miami mm-hmm. we're all, like we're all speaking spanish or we're all like from different parts of latin america but in seattle being the only latina in my department or being able like, or go to like a boardroom where they're discussing like the fate of like a specific country's launch and not have people that speak that language in that boardroom. It's like, it's very hard. And I feel like I needed to go through that experience of feeling like I was other or minority to Mm -hmm. really build up a brand that is true to who I am and where I come from. Because my whole life, I mean, anybody that knows me knows how proud I am of being Colombian. And yeah. I feel that there isn't that high quality illustration out there. Cause a lot of people that I I mean, people things that I've seen out in, in the world, like I don't see like an illustrator. That really caters to like you know to 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 who I am as a person. So I feel like I had to be that person.
0: Yeah, you had to be your own voice that stood out. And okay, so this might be you kind of just touched on it, but I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I uh, when you said that you were from Miami, I was like, oh my god, it's crazy because I remember the first time that I went to Miami, I experienced like I guess reverse culture shock because. Yeah. Uh, Even though the DMV is so diverse, I grew up in a county, well, Montgomery County is diverse too, but my, I guess my town was very white. And then when I went to Miami, I, I remember we were in Aventura Mall and I was like, hi, can you tell me where I can find Forever 21? And she was like, mija, arriba a la izquierda. I was was like, oh my God, what? Yes. That's my hometown. Yes. And then I went up to my mom. I was like, Mami, me hablo en español. And she was like, Girl, duh, you're in Miami. But, you know, <laughs> it was like the opposite. So, how does it feel now being in the DMV? Like, do you do you feel like you still have a little bit of that Latin connection or no? Yeah. But, no, absolutely. It's definitely stronger in Miami for sure, though.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm lucky that I get to call my parents every day. I have a lot of family in Colombia that I call through WhatsApp and, and like stay in touch with. Um, so, speaking Spanish and being able to really just remember where I come from is kind of like my North star. It's Mm -hmm. like my guiding principle that I never want to forget, you know, my culture, my language and, and being able to like be here in the DMV. I just feel a lot better (laughs) than Seattle because Seattle just wasn't, it wasn't for me and it's okay. Like every city is different and I, I absolutely love the DMV because there I can go down to Baltimore and go to a Cuban restaurant or if I want to go down to Silver Springs and get some Colombian food, I could do that. Yeah, In Seattle, there was no way there were there wasn't any like latin restaurants that were run and operated by like latin owners like Mm -hmm. it was very whitewashed where it would be like oh yes this is a a taco shop no this isn't (laughs) like yeah tacos for me if it's not a like an old mexican lady (laughs) in a truck Yes. then it's not a taco and it's not or not, uh, not a pupusa or any any of the food that i love um but yeah it's it's to me i love it i think the dmv is very rich in culture and there are a lot of latinos here and i feel like i am kind of like home again on the east coast because west coast mentality is different as well so it was great to go and be in Seattle because it really helped my illustrations progress because back in Miami, every weekend there was a family gathering, there was this, like, we have to do that. And yeah, I didn't have time for my illustrations. I would just squeeze it in as much as I could, but... In Seattle, I really just focused on perfecting my illustrations and my craft. And so even if you go back in my timeline, you'll see like the jump or the difference of where my illustrations were in in Miami and where they are now, now that I live in the DMV. And I'm just so grateful to be, you know, three hours away from New York in a train ride like being close to DC and so much history. So I really love it here. It's, you know, it was hard with the pandemic and not being able to go down and see family in Florida but at the same time I'm glad that I moved to Maryland because I feel like it was a little crazy down south you know yeah (laughs) things didn't seem to go back to like going shut
0: shut down mode but I I love it that you use the time to kind of turn your side hustle into like your main hustle you know and and grow that way and I guess kind of the question that I had to follow up Mm -hmm. is I know probably people listening don't really know the whole process of illustration or kind of the difference because honestly if I'm if I'm being truthful and transparent, like it wasn't until I started my full-time job that I realized yeah. that there was so many different aspects in terms of like creating. So my my company, you know, they have they ha- we have like the graphic designers, but we also have the motion graphics. And yeah. then there's like a big blend because, you know, it's a startup. So you all have to put hands on deck whenever you need it, right? Absolutely. So kind of how how would you describe your form of illustration in, in the whole art realm? And then yeah. you can talk a little bit about the process when it comes to creating. I know absolutely it could be so different.
1: No, absolutely. So my form of illustration currently that I'm working in is digital illustration. So I work with the Procreate app on the iPad to illustrate and draw all the portraits that I do. I used to do everything traditionally, but For me, being able to sketch and do everything from a thumbnail to a color comp to the final illustration, to do it all on one device is just so much more streamlined. And I'm able to work in the size that I want to be able to print it at any size. So I think... um, The biggest thing that I learned, like, you know, when I was working in graph design was Photoshop. So, Photoshop is what I use to kind of retouch. The image. If I need to scale it, um, I bring it into Illustrator to do typography. So if I have, um, there's certain ones that in the past that I I just do like a one you know one word. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it either in Illustrator or on the iPad itself. And then the Selena ones, all of them are just illustrated by hand, which are it's hard because I just don't feel like I'm really great at typography, <laughs> but I have to just keep going, and I gotta. Keep practicing right. in order to get to that that level that I want. Um, so definitely, I would say if you're into like illustration or drawing or any medium, just keep practicing because I think that's what's going to give you the key to getting to where you want to be. Um, it's taken me like 10 years to get to this point. From Where I started, like after graduation, I had a completely different style that would mimic other right. illustrators, um, mostly white male illustrators that really didn't know anything about art culture. So I had to step back and learn about how I can use my su- the people that inspire me my subjects like how can i use those muses and kind of really like capture like their soul and capture their like a really amazing quote that will uplift or mm-hmm. or make you feel Just just make you feel good. So it's definitely um, a process that I developed, like I said, in the last 10 years. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I got my first computer, my first Microsoft computer (laughs) with a mouse and like Microsoft Paint. And I'm here like drawing with my mouse uh, and trying my best to kind of work with what I had. So, to anybody that's, you know, that doesn't have an iPad, that doesn't have the resources that, just start with pen and paper, with you know your sketchbook, like start with the fundamentals and keep working up because I feel like you don't need to have a specific brand tool to do art or to create anything, like as long as you do it yourself. And this is advice that I got from like illustrate top illustrators that You know, when people would ask them, oh, what brand of pencil are you using? It's not about the brand of pencil. Like, you can buy the pencil at the dollar store. It's the talent that you bring to the tool. Yeah, it's your vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that goes with any form of
0: art. Like, you know, even if you're a singer, like the lyrics, it doesn't matter who's singing it. It's just like the experiences and what you're bringing to the table. Absolutely. And then I guess follow up question, you kind of just touched on this, but um, do you have any advice for someone that wants to get started with digital illustration? Like you said, you don't need the actual devices, but maybe where to look for inspiration or how to actually make sure you have the confidence to be like, no, this is what I want to pursue
1: and don't and like drown out the noise, you know? Yeah, I Absolutely, think you should reach out to other illustrators out in the industry um, and ask some questions. Go on to YouTube. YouTube University is where I've learned so many things. I remember the transition between, um, like Photoshop, like using my Wacom tablet to mm-hmm. using an Apple pencil and Procreate was a little rough because before I would just look at the screen and draw, but then to look at the screen and draw, I would like. It would, there would be a little bit of a disconnection. So I say, you know, look on even eBay and look at, um, if you go into like the Facebook marketplace and you see people selling a first generation iPad, give it a shot. Like if you want, if you really want to invest in your career, do it. Like if you're gonna, I, I always ask like this to my cousins that are young, they're like, oh, but we want to really buy like, you know, Gucci shoes, or we want to really buy this. Everything in life is a choice. So if you want to invest in yourself, you can invest in yourself or you can invest in another company and stay broke. Right. So I think the biggest thing for me as an illustrator is start with basics, start with what you have. And, work with as many like different like styles and and like dive into different things go into the library and check out books of past artists even if it's not a digital artist it could influence your work um like uh, I would hang out in the Met for hours just looking at everything just looking at paintings and there was one painter called John Singer Sargent that I absolutely love because he reminded me a lot of a Colombian painter called Francisco Cano. And I saw like the way he like the brush strokes and the way he like would just use certain colors to suggest the shape. It's not even like a full rendering of like a bow or glasses or ties or anything. It's like literally it's like two strokes and it's the, the item that you, you're looking at. So Being able to like step back and go to museums, like you can even go to like the National Portrait Gallery in DC, uh, that's free. So a lot of these museums are free. Yeah, go to museums, go hang out with other artists, go to local galleries and start promoting your work. Um, When I started working with Chanel, TVF and Carolina Herrera, I literally would go to the boutiques every other month and drop off my business card and say, hey, I'm a fashion illustrator and I could, you know, create lifestyle sketches for you. I could do this, I could do, you know, whatever and just propose something to them. And maybe you won't be amazing when you first start but the more you practice and the more you grow people will give you those opportunities so you have to create those opportunities for yourself yeah
0: like vouch for yourself and honestly this is more out of curiosity but how was that when you first worked with I don't know who came first but let's say it was Chanel right how how was that process for you were you like nervous did you ever like doubt yourself when you were going into those meetings because not only are you a woman but you're also like Latina right so you're probably Like, "Ah, I'm in the room with people that just don't look like
1: me. Well, actually, for Chanel, TBF, and Caluna Herrera, they're all the teams were Latin based because they were in Miami. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It was like I was really dealing with like marketing managers or boutique managers that were Latinos. When I went to Seattle, I didn't book any gigs because I just felt very disconnected. There weren't that many like beauty brands up there, it was more like you know, North Face and, and Columbia Starbucks, jackets yeah. Starbucks and all that. And for me, it was all about fashion. I was really, um, I, I fainted when Chanel <laughs> called me back because I'm like, this is the brand that I dreamed about as a kid because I was very inspired by Coco Chanel's story of being an orphan to building an empire. So to me, being able to work with one of the most well-recognized, you know, fashion brands was like... To me, it was a dream come true. So I wasn't uh scared with Chanel. Uh, Carolina Herrera, I was a little nervous only because it was something that I didn't know uh, if I could accomplish. There was like 40 women <laughs> that came to an event and I had to sketch all of them. Um, and I got so fast that I was able to do it. Um, so the next event that I did after that was a Marciano event that had like... 50 people and I was able to do it because I was like okay I know what I have to do I have to draw them in a specific style um use a limited color palette I can't spend more than you know 30 minutes or 40 minutes on an illustration because it's gonna you know cut the time that I have to like create this whole like all of these VIP clients illustrations so for me as a Latina it wasn't a big um it didn't affect it at all. It was only when I moved away from Miami in the Pacific Northwest where I felt like I was at a disadvantage where I didn't feel like I really completely fit into the mold. Um, But I was able to work with like Amazon Handmade and other companies within Amazon that were uh, really great to work with. Um, And it was to me, it's it's all about persistence and showing up and having something to like to bring to the table. If you show up and say, hey, I want to do this, but you don't have like an idea or, or like and if you have a prototype, don't ever leave the prototype with the person like just say hey here's my idea but i'm taking it back here's my here's my business card because i have a lot of illustrator friends that have gotten their ideas stolen from big brands as well so you just have to be very vigilant you have to be very persistent you have to believe in yourself ever since i was a kid my grandfather said that I was fearless. Like my grandfather's like, you're like a tornado spitfire. You don't care. Like you will go, you'll make yourself a damn fool. You didn't, you don't, you don't like, I don't feel nervous at all. But when it comes to like, um, I say like, if it's like a one-on-one cool, but like public speaking, that's when I get a little, (laughs) little nervous. But um, I definitely think it's it's just your personality. And even if you're an introvert, there are ways that you can strategically like even email um, store managers or brand managers to say, hey, this is the type of work that I'm working on. Well, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. Would you, you know, potentially want to work and do like a live sketching event? So being able to like kind of pitch to your the people that you want to work with is is something that um, you just have to do with like a gut feeling and not every single collaboration or partnership is going to work out. But the ones that do are going to be so rewarding to be able to like put on your resume or put on your website. So. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it did. That's really helpful because I know for some people
0: in just like speaking from what I hear from friends, like not just necessarily with illustration, but I think sometimes people forget to kind of um, reiterate on how much they can bring value to the person. And I think it's not just about scale, but what can you do for them? Because at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Yeah. So I think you you touched on that perfectly. And um, just for your future goals, I, I know that your company sounds is fearless, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it was developed by what your grandfather called you. But um, do you ever see yourself going back to another company or like going and doing agency freelancing? Like, I'm just curious on how yeah. you can diversify that as an illustrator.
1: Yeah, so I'm currently um, working as like an LLC. So if anybody's starting a business, I highly recommend filing your LLC with an accountant or a CPA that's well versed in that arena. I have a lot of friends that have filed their own LLC and have, you know, hit some really bad um like around the tax time have yeah. hit some some dead ends. So, I definitely highly suggest you incorporate or LLC do an LLC. And I think for me, I've just been doing freelance and working with, um, like, working as a business. That I don't know if I want to go back to a company. I'm not really like at that stage right now that I really want to go back to like a corporation. I just want to build a a business that's sustainable and that. For me, my future is to hire women of color and Latinas and give opportunities to especially talented Latinas that usually get passed up on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I was able to make it into Amazon, but they saw something in me and I was able to learn so much from that company that... I think the best thing that you could do is 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 really not only work on work with a corporation or a company, but also invest in yourself and investing your side hustle because you never know when it will become your main hustle. And I think for what I'm doing right now, I'm I'm really happy with like producing portraits and I'll give you like an exclusive of like creating cell phone cases. That looks so cool. Or or stickers or or different things like washi tape. I'm just like playing around and having fun. And the biggest thing I did last year was I wiped out all my debt. So my student loans, my credit cards, my medical bills, I wiped all of that out and made sure that I built a good fund to have, like as a rainy day. And right now with my business, like I take maybe a third of what I make and save it and then the other third i invest or reinvest and then the other third i use for like bills like to pay for my car or pay for electricity so for now i'm doing good like i feel like i'm happy that i'm able to get up every morning and do what i love to do what i'm passionate about yeah Um, i definitely want to develop a course in the future because i get a lot of dms of people asking how do I do certain things? Like, how do I draw? Like, how can I use Procreate? So I definitely wanna create courses and also just keep representing Latinas and creating products that are, are fun and exciting. I'm currently working with a web designer right now to rebrand and relaunch my website. So I won't tell you what it is, but I I'm super excited for you to see it because it's, you know, Angelica Marsh, she's a column uh Colombian designer as well. So she understands kind of like the world I come from and I feel like we're we have such a good vibe with each other that we understand what the product is and mm-hmm. instead of trade for me instead of trading my time for money, I want to trade like products. Right. Right. So I could be able to maybe one day in the future, if I want to have kids with my husband, like, or, or take a month off that I could do that. And I don't have to like, wear stress my and say, Hey, can I take a month off? Cause nobody's going to give you a month off. People are going to maybe give you two weeks off or three weeks off. But if you can create your own future, if you can create your own path, Like, why not? You know, I know it's scary. There are some months that are great for me and the other months that are not. I'll be honest. But if you prepare yourself uh, financially, if you become financially fit and invest in yourself and invest also in your 401k and stocks and other things that are going to get you to a safer place, like I think that's that's the best thing you could do. Um, don't rely on one company for in, for income. Get multiple streams of income because when one runs dry, there's two or three more. So Ideally, seven. <laughs> yeah. back on so yeah so for me i don't think i will be um returning to corporate but i will be collaborating with brands again during the pandemic i had to turn down so many amazing events that i just you know i you couldn't do it i couldn't do it because i didn't feel safe for my followers like i can't be like hey come get this free illustration and potentially covid like mm-hmm. it's, just not, it's not like for me it's it's more about the empathy of how how much I care about the people that follow me, that support me, that um, are there for me. I don't want to put them in danger, uh, especially in states that are are going crazy right now. But um, I think things are looking up. A lot of people are getting vaccinated. Um, So I'm looking into going back into live sketching and, and working with brands again, because to me, I would make what I made at Amazon or at like a regular nine to five in a day. Yeah, working for yeah. a company like you know for chanel or for dbf and it's all about just presenting the value of what you do and making sure that when you propose ideas or propose certain things that you are really not just putting like what what you're worth but adding tax and doubling it and tripling it because you know what these people are, have the money they have the pockets to do it and you have to Look out for yourself.
0: Yeah, and like gain that confidence to vouch for what you're worth, right? Yeah, because I feel like it's so scary at first.
1: It is very scary. And the other thing is, I would say if you have a vision, don't share it with anybody without a vision. For me, my parents, like my mom, she'll get what I'm I'm trying to do, but my dad might not understand, and it's okay because he just comes from that different world, um, and. If they don't have a specific vision in place or if they don't get what you're doing, it's fine. They don't need to know every single detail of what your business is. You are the sole person that is driving your vision to life. Right. So when You start to talk to people that have no vision or try to tear you down. That's a that's a problem. Like then you're going to start doubting yourself. So for me, leaving Miami was also a great thing because I was able to just silo and figure out what is it that I really want to do with my life and not be so attached to what other people think. Because at the end of the day, that's none of my business. If they don't think if they think I'm going to starve to death and, you know, whatever, that's that's them. But I'm not because <laughs> I gained like 20 pounds in the pandemic. I'm not starving. So. <laughs> this conception of starving artists is something that was maybe true in their generation, but with the internet and being able to go viral, like some of it, like the illustration of Camilla Harris that I did for the inauguration, yeah. I had celebrities reposting it and I'm like, that's amazing. What's going on? What is happening? But it's because I'm so passionate about illustration and what I do, what I love to do. So if if I leave you with anything, it's just to believe in yourself, believe in your dream, believe in what you want to do and make a plan, find mentors, find people that are already there, that I have like 20, 30 steps or 10 years ahead of you that can get you to where you want to be and invest in yourself, invest in courses, invest in things that to you are like, you know, new skills, things that you want to do that could continue to make your business grow in, in different platforms. And I also think what I want to add
0: that I love about you is that you say that you have in mind like your followers as well, right? Yeah. You're not just like so self, you know, in, in that bubble. Because one thing that I noticed from looking at your Instagram and your comments is like you have a connection with these, with these people that you're creating art for. And yeah. I don't know if you, when you're featured in like Bold Latina and all all of those, if you get this
1: whole like, positive feedback are about yeah. you know yeah absolutely i like i cry sometimes when i get dm saying like you don't understand how beautiful like it is to finally have a graduation card that looks like me that is an afro that is curly hair because at the end of the day like it's like you said a lot of the graduation cards are very whitewash you know, when you go to homework or CVS, like you don't have anything that looks like us or has our flags or is as personalized as my card. So I think the biggest thing um, is for me is to not only inspire my followers, but if there are other artists that are following me, helping them understand what I'm doing and showing them the back end of what I do, like I have gone on so many Zoom calls with like artists that are just starting artists that some artists that have just quit their jobs during the pandemic or that have been laid off. And I help them because I think that is good juju. (laughs) I feel like I believe in karma and I believe in helping others, especially because most of my mentors, like when I was doing the illustration event for Chanel, I had a big illustrator named Bill Donovan who I admired throughout my high school years like he's the one who really got me into like fashion fashion illustration he was working at Dior event right next to me and then he came to my desk where I was doing my Chanel illustrations Mm -hmm. and he's like you're really good and I just like wanted to like fall back on like, faint. <laughs> like oh my god like, hey, like bill like really? oh my gosh and the vo- the one piece of advice that i'll always carry from him is that you have to pass on your knowledge of what you know to future generations because right now the world that we live in everybody wants to keep their secrets and keep everything tight-lipped but we're not gonna like rise as latinas if we do that for me I compete with myself.
0: I'm that should be your only competitor. competition. Yeah. I'm, my,
1: I'm the fiercest competitor with myself, but other people I collaborate with. That's that's how I've been able to grow my brand in the last year. Like I've probably double tripled my followers on on Instagram just by collaborating with other other artists, other Latinos, Latinas that are in the industry making waves and big you know these big uh, media accounts take notice they see what we're doing and they want to feature us because they believe in what we do so reaching out to those media companies too you never know if there's a specific person that you you know want to get featured or if you want to do certain like uh, an event or, or propose something to them go for it. The worst I could say is no, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you can keep going to the next person. Like for me, I, I don't take no for an answer. So I'm very persistent. And I've been very fortunate to have such a like an like positive attitude as well like yeah you have to be able to know how to work with others like you have to let your you know check your ego at the door do the work and and kind of really focus on what it is that you want to do in life and not let anybody tear you down not let anybody because people are going to say like Terrible things. Like for me, when I was in college, my motion graphics teacher said that I will never do anything with motion graphics. Oh man! And it's like, oh really? Okay. It's just that's Just, watch, like, adding, just watch. Just watch. Just sit right there. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. And I've been able to create like video tutorials for beauty brands that have gone viral, and to be able to do the work that I do, and I'm gonna come back into maybe potentially create like YouTube videos of my illustration and my process and my work using what I learned in motion. I didn't learn a lot from that teacher. Like I learned most of it from like lynda.com or like YouTube. Even Um, just playing around with it, you learn more that way. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like you just have to not let anybody tell you nothing because ever since I was a kid, everybody's always said, oh that's a, that's somebody like you're gonna starve to death and that's never been the case. Like I've always every time that I get like a gig or, or do something like I see how just how proud my mom is and how how much she believes in me. She's always known that I've had that talent and to be able to surround yourself with people that believe in you, that's the key, like surround with even if you, and it sounds crazy, but even if you have to cut certain people out of your life, do it do it because it's not worth it it's not worth you trying to pretend to be something in order to please others so that's I think the biggest lesson that I learned in the last you know my whole life just be myself be crazy the people that love me will love me the people that hate me could continue hating me but I don't need to know yeah you just have to do your thing because you're gonna make it work <laughs> you gotta make it work just yeah like some gun says
0: <laughs> well I love it I appreciate everything that you just dropped with us all the knowledge your background I know it's so cool to hear like how people are in such different fields that's why I honestly started this podcast and I love that that's I awesome. that I am talking to you and that you're so successful in what you're doing um and so at the end of every episode I ask everyone to share their favorite col- uh, well you're Colombian so I was about yeah. to say Colombian but their favorite <laughs> Latino dish and oh, their man. favorite latinx singer so oh, girl, damn. I, I bet you have a long list i love colombian okay. food my sister and i oh we always love it so give it give it give me your number one
1: okay so okay if you're in the dmv you should check out arepas control and for me arepas have always been a staple of my house my mom used to be called loose arepas like really people used to order in colombia from my mom. Like, wow. Why would you... <laughs> like, there are arepas in Colombia, you know? But my mom's arepas and empanadas are the best in the world. So hopefully one day, if she ever comes and visits me, you're going to come over and we're going to have some are, empanadas. Give me an uh, arepa, please. <laughs> um, so empanadas, arepas, uh, and bandeja paisa. I'm from Medellin, so bandeja paisa is like a dish with all types of meat, oh, definitely not vegetarian friendly. (laughs) So egg, rice, um, pork rind, a steak, it literally is, it looks like a dinner for five people but yep. you're supposed to eat that for breakfast or lunch mm-hmm, or brunch. Mm-hmm. um so that's definitely one of my favorites my favorite Latin singer right now is J Balvin J Balvin and yes I've been listening to a lot of Bad Bunny lately too so, <laughs> he is killing you know. it right now too girl <laughs> oh, he just launched oh my goodness he that just new song that new song and I'm obsessed and my husband poor my poor husband like When we lived in Miami, I wasn't as crazy about reggaeton because I just, there wasn't any like real Colombian reggaeton artists that were hot at that moment. Right. When J Balvin came onto the scene, I completely, it completely like changed my life because the way he is, how colorful his videos are, how humble he is, like just, I love his music. And so... Bad Bunny is also super successful. I mean, he used to work in a supermarket. Right. Now he's blowing up. So that's the, that's the, I think that's the moral of the story. Like, you have to keep pushing and keep working towards your goal and not letting anybody stop you because definitely those two artists are killing it right now. And I definitely love, like, I've been, in and out with like a couple of new like singers that i'm looking at like uh goyo Mm -hmm. her 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 music is incredible um i'm trying my best to kind of give you a list but it's so hard like anything that tiny 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 producers yeah (laughs) if he produced it it's gold it's gold and it's like it's just so different from The like classic reggaeton, like the Daddy Yankee, like that type of reggaeton. I really love like his mix with like new sounds and he makes it so modern. Um, But yeah, reggaeton is reggaeton is key here. Yeah, it's always
0: playing in my studio. And it's always I feel like not not that it wasn't like popular, obviously, but I feel like now it's rising and making a comeback kind of, you know, in in mainstream media. So I, I love to see it.
1: I love that Jay Balvin if you haven't seen it he has a new uh, movie on Netflix called El Niño de Medellín yeah and it's so good because it shows you that he never wanted to bend over for the music industry like he wasn't going to do mm-hmm. a crossover or sing in, or rap in English or do reggaeton in English no he's like I'm going to do reggaeton in Spanish and whoever wants to collaborate with me can collaborate with me in Spanish or English or whatever language. But so he's gonna a, true. Yeah, to me, it's like he stayed true to himself and then he elevated the Colombian culture as well because back You know, and still to this day, people are very negative when it comes to what you know, what who Colombia is. Like they're always thinking about like the drug war and the cartels, Mm -hmm. but Colombia is so much more than that, and it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful country, and right now we've had so much go on right now with the protests and. The pandemic has not been good at all because yeah, the economy, a lot of the countries in Latin America haven't been able to, like, receive vaccines or, or really be, you know, taken care of the way they should. And I feel like we should definitely take care of our our, our Latin American family, because in order to get back to normal, we all have to be vaccinated Everywhere. Everywhere because we don't want this to come back or re you know re like do start like, again. Yeah like experience or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just yeah. like it's scary.
0: It's terrifying. One thing that I will add, though, um, you know, Carlos Vives and also I I feel like both of them are such great advocates for Colombia and like every I mean, there's so many more artists. I know I'm not touching on all of them, but I just like recently I've been seeing how literally from the beginning of, for example, Carlos Vives, since the beginning of his career, he's been so vocal to make sure that people look at Colombia differently. You know, they don't think drugs. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Carlos Vives is that it was a staple in my household. Growing up, I yeah. definitely would hear it every Saturday morning. My dad would put it on. <laughs> um, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. My dad really loved music. So he collected so many great artists. So I love like Rocio Durcal and Jose Jose, like the old school, like probably what your parents or grandparents listen to. Like I, I have that in my playlist too. And my husband sometimes will be in my studio. He's like, okay, Rocio Durcal to Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It goes up in Felita. down yeah yeah Selena again Selena has been in my playlist since I was seven years old like I think the first CD or the first like actual album that I purchased was the Selena album so Selena well even you know she'll always that legacy will always remain um and Another artist that I really love is Juan Luis Guerra. I don't know oh if my you God. know. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. He's just like, oh, it's just everything that he does is just
0: magic. And his voice is also so soothing, no matter yes. if it's like a good salsa or
1: like one of those yeah. ballads. Yeah. 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 His ballads are beautiful. And I feel like they're just magical realism. Every time he sings, it's just like, oh so I cannot wait till we get back to concerts again because I miss you know seeing artists perform because as an artist myself as somebody that draws like I draw inspiration from the energy that artists give out as well so yeah Yeah, and when you're
0: performing you can soak all of it in you know
1: (sighs) yeah well I hope I mean I'm I'm hoping my husband's like do you want to go to Las Vegas to see uh Bad Bunny and um J Balvin and I'm like I don't know like I would love to but but yeah <laughs> little,
0: little- you know I'm a little crazy right now I you feel know? you I feel like everything went from like 100 to 0 and then 0 to 100 <laughs> you know like within yeah. the within one year
1: <laughs> Yeah I'm trying my best just to like stay healthy and keep the people I love around me healthy and hopefully like I I mean I definitely will one day see Bad Bunny in concert but um I've seen J Balvin in concert in Virginia have you ever heard of something in the water something in the water it's a it's a show it's a festival that Pharrell Williams puts on why haven't I heard of that no but I, okay. I, but I saw Jay
0: Balvin when he came to Eagle Bank in Virginia
1: okay that's awesome was it a good show yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. I love his set design. Like, he partners up with Friends With You, which is a design group from Miami. And it's, like, the little clouds and the little flowers, uh, the Murakami stuff as well. is like, very, 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 very beautiful. So, yeah, I I can't wait to get back to those concerts, especially because, like, I know pretty much every single J Balvin song because <laughs> I've been playing it on repeat forever. Uh-huh. My poor husband, he's not really into reggaeton. He's more into like slipknot and heavy metal. Oh, totally opposite. <laughs> totally opposite, <laughs> but I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with reggaeton. And I think it's because it like links me to my heritage, my culture. And reggaeton itself like comes from like Panama. And so the reggae influences of Africa and kind of like the dance hall from Jamaica and all these different blends of music create like this new sound. So I definitely, right. definitely, definitely, definitely cannot wait to go back to be dancing and going crazy. Yes.
0: And listening and singing your heart out. Yes. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Sandra. I appreciate you, everything. Dominica. This has been amazing. And I can't wait to just can see you continue killing it with all your hard work and all your illustrations.
1: I appreciate it. Um, just for the people that are on this um, right now, I just want to let you know that I have a Bad Bunny illustration that's going to come out this week, so. Oh my God, I'm so getting one. I love that. So yeah, definitely hit me up if you are listening to this episode. Uh, Hit me up in a DM and just let me know that you found me through this amazing podcast that Dominica is hosting right now. I wanted to ask you if you could share where everyone could find you,
0: like your Instagram, your website, everything, so people can reach out.
1: Absolutely. So you could find me on Instagram, at fearless yaya and then for my website is fearless so right now i'm currently like building the new fearless but you can still purchase my work right now on fearless yaya um the personalized greeting cards for graduation are only on etsy only because it's so much easier to personalize things on etsy yeah uh, versus my website so i'm super super grateful that you gave me the opportunity and the chance to just uh, of plug course. my I, lo- I love supporting everyone's creativity and business as well thank
0: you that's gonna be it for today's episode again thanks so much for listening please make sure you follow us on instagram at mezcla pod that's p-o-d and again don't forget to tune in every wednesday for a new episode to learn more about la mezcla mas rica